There is one thing that every human heart longs for, someone to love and someone to trust. The tragic thing is that many people look for this in all the wrong places. We need someone who not only will promise to never let us down and never abandon us, but someone who will keep that promise. Thankfully, most people find this someone, but you and I know that no person can do this for another perfectly, yet there is someone who is utterly, totally and unhesitatingly faithful, and that person is God. The coming of the wise men to adore the baby Jesus is one of the most beautiful proofs of God's faithfulness. More than 500 years before Christ's birth, God had promised, through his prophet Isaiah, that he was going to lead all the nations to Jerusalem to share in the light of salvation. He even promised that they would bring gold and incense. In the book of Psalms, he had made the same promise in different words. The kings of Tarshish and the seacoasts will pay him tribute. The kings of Sheba and Seba shall bring him gifts. In spite of 500 years of war, migration and historical turbulence that rewrote the map of the civilized world three different times, God did what he said he was going to do. The wise men came from the non-Jewish world. They represent the nations of the earth. By coming to Christ with gifts, they enter into the light of salvation. God kept his promise through the ups and downs of history. And this is God, whom we come to worship today at Holy Mass. Indeed, knowing that God is faithful is the foundation of our whole spiritual life. In response to God's fidelity, he requires of us a fidelity in return. Ours will not be perfect, ours will be weak. But what pleases God is our desire and constant effort to be faithful to him. As we ponder on the Magi and their journey to Bethlehem, we can be spurred on in our fidelity to God. The Magi come from the eastern region of Arabia. Our venerable tradition names them and treats them as saints. There is Melchior, an old man, grey-headed with a flowing beard, who brings gold to the Lord King. Caspar was young, fresh-faced, and he brought frankincense, an offering to honour God. The third was called Balthazar. He is sometimes represented as dark-skinned, and his gift was myrrh, signifying the death of the Lord. Let us focus our attention on Melchior, who brings the royal gift of gold. The year just past saw the death of Queen Elizabeth and Pope Benedict. They were similar in age and shared, in common, a long life of service 
each in their own office. Royalty in the Christian dispensation has always been linked with service, though not every monarch in Christian history has done that. This is because the Lord Jesus, who is King of Kings, did this himself and demanded it of his disciples. The Christmas nativity scene portrays this beautifully. The infant king is always in the centre, surrounded by other figures. Some kneel or prostrate themselves before his majesty and divinity. His throne is a manger of straw, not one of silk and opulence. And he is a baby, not usual for a king, because neither a baby nor a boy king offers stability and peace to a kingdom. How many kingdoms, dynasties and nations have suffered and even fallen apart because there was no man to be king but only a boy. Yet this is also another indication of Christ's humility and lowliness as well as his desire to serve and not to be served and to give his life as a ransom for many. So how can we imitate the humility, the lowliness and the service of Christ our Lord? Well, barely a day passes when we do not have the opportunity to serve. To serve means to put ourselves and our interests and desires aside and to give ourselves to another. For this to be genuine, it must come from inside us, from our will, our mind and our heart. In this sense, even performing a duty is service when we willingly consent to perform it. Service is also a gift, a gift of self, because what is given belongs to us or has been entrusted to us and we offer it to another. The beneficiaries of our Christian service are with us each day, our families, friends, those we are in contact with through our work, those we pray for, those we reach out to through evangelization, and anyone we can help who is materially or spiritually poor. We have the opportunity to be like Christ and to serve, to give ourselves away to others. The Epiphany has a deeply theological meaning and plays an important part in the unfolding of the mystery of human salvation. It also has relevance to our daily life and ordinary existence. The Magi came briefly into the family life of Jesus, Mary and Joseph. They adored God made man. They met and talked with Mary and Joseph. They could not have but been changed by this marvellous encounter. They went home changed men, and that's why they are considered saints. May our encounter with the risen Lord and our worship of him at Holy Mass continue to change us and reshape us into the person that Christ wants us to be. Laudator Jesus Christus.